1: She started doing the scan on me anyway. And you're looking up at the big screen, you know, looking to see your big and baby. And at the time, like she literally just said within five seconds, Aoife, I'm so sorry, put her hand on my tummy and says your baby has no heartbeat. In recent years, the public's
2: attitude towards grief and loss seems to be changing and more open conversations about the subject are happening with those bereaved. These conversations, however, are still regarded as taboo when speaking about pregnancy and infant loss, with the grief often being kept silent. October is pregnancy and infant loss awareness month and we are joined by writer and blogger Eva Birmingham to speak about her experience with stillbirth and what caused her to speak out. So this was not an easy conversation to have.
3: No, it was and do you know Eva arrived with Ava. Yeah. Who was five weeks old exactly yeah. to the day and I think that even made it more poignant because you see I mean it's seven years since mm. I was well, I've been my newborns, but since I've sort of gone like, read, really yeah. <laughs> and it sort of brings so much stuff back for you anyway, when you're not even the baby's parent, yeah. that you can just feel what it must be like yeah. when you're holding a newborn, knowing mm. you did another one that you didn't yeah. get to hold. She was amazing. And yeah. I think she's really speaking about something that we need to speak more about mm-hmm. and make it easier for parents in that situation to talk about. Of
2: course because um sadly lost her son Oshin at just over 20 weeks which she which which meant she did have to go into labor and deliver him which she speaks about which is not an easy thing to speak about. It's obviously a very difficult thing when you go into pregnancy and you believe that you're going to have a baby who's going to live and who is going to grow up. Well I mean, you've made plans for it. Of course. That you've you've made included plans that for. baby yeah. in
3: your life I think yeah. already before it's even there.
2: And she's doing great work because she has a large social media following and she's talking about this openly which is helping so many other women who have experienced this maybe even at 37 weeks at 40 weeks or even earlier with miscarriage so she's she's really doing something very special and um, yeah I felt lucky to have her on so this is the first time we have had we we rarely have multiple guests, but we actually have a very very small guest in studio today. It's making um, me very broody. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Eva, so much for coming in, but also thank you for bringing your little baby girl Ava, who's joining us in studio. So you guys she might is. you might hear some um, baby sounds, some coos. Uh, some coos. Um, she's not <laughs> a, a hiccup. <laughs> yeah, she's a very sweet little girl. Um, thank you so much for joining us, especially no on such an important wow. month. And I know this is a difficult thing to talk about, but an important thing. It is Pregnancy yeah. and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And you're going to join us today just to talk a little bit about your experience yeah. and what you went through with your son. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about finding out you were pregnant um, with Oshin, and and kind of go yeah. from there?
1: Yeah. So oh, I'd had my daughter, Kyla, nine months previous. And, um, yeah, I found out I was pregnant again, obviously. Yes, I knew I was going to have two kids within 18 months and I was really excited because that's kind of what I wanted initially. Like I wanted to have kids really close in age together.
3: Um, Irish twins Irish twins exactly
1: and I had started a little bit later in life too so I was like I need to bang them all out now (laughs) you know if I want to have a few so um, yeah I was absolutely delighted and you know I was expecting Oisin in 20th of February 2017 was the due date and you know I was quite sick now the first few weeks I hadn't been sick on Kyla so it was all kind of new to me and then I was fine and then I got sick again and you know just the usual ups and downs of Mm. normal pregnancy the belly was growing all that kind of stuff and um, 12 week scan went absolutely fine my doctor then said to me come back in for your 20 week scan my consultant in the rotunda and you know everything seems to be going fine about two weeks before I was due in for the 20 week scan or the anomaly scan as they call it I wasn't feeling great now really low on energy my face was like kind of gray in the face you know I just didn't feel great at all but just thought it was normal mm. pregnancy just it's I only see this in hindsight now looking back you know um. and then I went in for my 20 I went in for my 20 week scan actually at 21 weeks I was over 21 weeks and um, yeah, literally just was so excited. I remember just being on Snapchat and doing a video. I'm going in to see the baby today, you know, on the big screen. Mm. And I was just really excited. I'd never thought that anything unnormal or unnatural mm. was going to happen. You know, it was just a normal day to me. And yeah, I literally went into the room with the sonographer. Uh, myself and my husband were there. And we were joking with the sonographer saying, We don't want to know what the gender of the baby yeah. is. We want a surprise. When we were in with Kyla the last time, She said him and I was convinced I was having a boy the whole time and a girl came out. So we were like, just don't say anything. She goes, no, I never do. I'd always say little Mm. ones So we were just joking around Mm. at the start, kind of, you know, lighthearted conversation. Mm. And it's mad. Like when I look back now and think how within one minute of that conversation, life as I knew it changed forever. Mm. Because, you know, she put the gel on me and the, I call it the handle of the... um, Sorry, she's hiccuping away okay. here. Um yeah, she started doing the scan on me anyway. And you're looking up at the big screen, you know, looking to see your big Benson baby. And at the time, like she literally just said within five seconds, she just said, Eva, I'm so sorry, put her hand on my tummy and says your baby has
3: no heartbeat. We've talked about miscarriage yeah. before. Yeah. Um everybody talks about the three month thing. Yes. And the three month scan. And there is a sort of thing where once you get past the twelve weeks you sort of do relax a bit, yeah, and yes, you sort of you totally go, do, yeah. "Okay, there's a heartbeat." Yeah, you start telling people, "Do you know what I mean? Everybody We're on the way. By everyone 20, knows." Twenty-one and weeks. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you're starting to really show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Me particularly, I always have massive, huge. Big yeah.
3: Bumps. So how, <laughs> like, going from that elation yeah. of the twelve-week yeah. scan, and we've all had the twelve-week scan yeah. in this room, to being told that.
1: I'd never heard of anybody ever being told that their baby had no heartbeat at 20 odd weeks mm. being pregnant you know I'd heard of stillbirth and I'd heard of people having stillbirths at 39 40 weeks mm. never at the stage I was at like you mm. know um. so I thought I'd be plain sailing up till the end of the pregnancy and then I'd start having worries towards the end so the elation just went from you know 12 weeks scan being fine to 22 weeks being like crash and burn basically it was really tough mm. obviously And as I say, life changed at 4.07 p.m. on the 28th of September 2016. My life, my new life, kind of my new way of life had started, you know. And how did they help you? I mean, I hope they did. Oh, they were amazing. Like the sonographer straight away says, I'm going to go and get your consultant, who is Dr. Rishi in the Rotunda Hospital. Um, he was over to me within two minutes, basically. And uh, he was amazing. You know, obviously he is trained and well equipped to deal with this but he was just extremely warm and kind and compassionate and told us exactly what was going to happen in the next you know few days Mm. and you know he didn't just go through it like a medical professional he went through it like as a you know a compassionate person too um and yeah he explained what was going to happen and when he explained what was going to happen like i just had a breakdown because Mm. i just wasn't expecting
2: And you don't know anything. I don't know anything, yeah. Like, why would you you know? Which you just, you're not prepared in any way whatsoever to know the steps that come next. And those steps, did you know? I mean, this is a hard question to ask. Yeah, no, did you no, know that you were going to have to go into labour? No. and and that's why mm. I
1: broke down. Because I assumed it would be done like a C-section. Do you know what I mean? Um, I didn't realise that I would be given a tablet that would bring on labour within 48 hours and um, that I'd have to go into labour mm. and give birth. And at the time, that really just devastated me. But in hindsight, it was actually a really nice way to do it, actually. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I gave birth to um, It sort of makes it real. Yeah, yeah, it did. Way. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, I kind of thought that they'd give me a general anaesthetic and, you know, it'd be all I'd wake up and it'd be all over. But dealing with it that way actually has really helped me because mm. I gave birth to him. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I gave birth to all
3: my other children. Yeah. <laughs> After you gave birth, you had to come home yeah. Oh, yeah. and to a small baby who was a very small baby. Yeah. Um, and when you're dealing with grief at the best of times is difficult. Mm. When you've got small kids who need your attention and need you and don't really understand what's yeah. going on and you're not having a good day. How difficult was that? And do you feel you missed out part of her um, do you know what? babyhood actually, because it was, of it?
1: It was because of her that saved me. Okay. I'll probably get really upset here, actually. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. She saved me. Yeah. yeah. Um, just... Her not knowing about it. everybody else knew about it, she didn't and she took my mind off often at times when I really was heartbroken and her smiles and her cuddles and kisses just made everything so much better and uh, yeah that's what got me through it actually and I've mm. written her a letter to give to her when she's older about how she did help me so much at that time. You I'd know. say
2: that's going to mean an awful lot to her yeah. <laughs> yeah. someday. Um. Yeah. Because the power of that relationship of that kind of uh, I know when my own mother died and I ha- I was pregnant with my child eight months after she mm-hmm. died and there were times I felt that I don't know if I would have ever gotten through yeah. without having had her because she brought she this brightness yeah. and children can, can definitely yeah. do that. Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't find it hard at all. I found it so much easier having her yeah. to take my mind off. I probably would have dealt with it a lot worse. Um, not having her yeah. you know
2: Mm. how did you I mean I don't even know how you go about having to tell people you know at that point like you said everyone Mm. knows you're pregnant Mm. Um, your work colleagues know your friends know your family know that's a hard conversation
3: it was really
1: hard basically I just told my parents and my brothers and sisters and the close family and they kind of did the whole telling Mm. Um, I remember about three no it was literally like it was before I went into the hospital to give birth to Oshin. I had to go up to the supermarket to get milk or something and I just needed to get out of the house for a minute and I met somebody that I knew from school and he was like oh I saw you I heard you're pregnant again and blah 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 and like literally I had to tell him that well like the baby's actually still inside my Mm. tummy but it's going to be born in the next couple of days and we've got terrible news. Now, I said it in a really like, you know, different way to what I'm saying it here um and his face he was just like wow i actually just don't know what to say Mm. and it was a really hard conversation to have because i was kind of caught off guard meeting somebody in the supermarket Mm. and all that and having to go somebody that i hadn't seen in a long time too having to say that in the end i just did a few days after ushian was born i just did a massive big facebook post really genuine Mm. heartfelt post and that's pretty much i suppose how everybody that isn't in your inner circle can Know that can know because they know you're yeah. pregnant and you yeah. don't want to be meeting people down the road a month or two later and then you've no bump and they're like, Why oh, don't you not chew a baby? Like, mm. you know what I mean? So,
3: social social we've <laughs> talked about how yeah. social media can be a great yeah. thing when it comes to loss sometimes because yeah. it can be both, it can be diff- yeah. a bad thing and a good yeah. thing. it saves yeah. you having yeah. a conversation but sometimes you don't want to have yeah. to have, but in other ways, it, it saves can... you having it a lot of times, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Repetitive. So, obviously, Kylo already, yeah. and then. Sadly, Ashin passed away. How did you find people were with you afterwards in relation to their vocab or what they said to you? Um, Did you find there was a bit of at least you have? There was a
1: bit of that, but more from the older generation. I felt, you know, Asher. At least you have another one to keep you going. You know, Um, I found that more from the older generation, like around my parents' age group. The younger people and I've been in that situation myself where I don't know what to say to people It's only as I'm getting a bit older that I know and a bit more you know life experiences and stuff that I kind of know how to speak to people who are dealing with grief because I've gone through it myself but I find that I'm the one that opens up the conversation at the start because I didn't mm. want people to be uncomfortable and I didn't want mm. people like a friend of mine you know she was heavily pregnant when after I lost O'Sheen and I really wanted to meet up to for a cup of tea and she was like oh, no, you know, I have a really big bump and I don't want to be upset. And I was like, no, uh, if anything, I'm absolutely over the moon mm. for you and your bump. Like, I want to see your bump. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not going to upset me in any way at all. I know everybody's different, but I was like, no, I'm just, I would never want anybody to go through what I've gone through. Like, so embrace your bump. Like, mm. um, and I was, I just felt I was the one opening the conversation and saying, look, this is what happened. This is how it happened. And I want to be open and talking about it, mm. you know?
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy. Always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
3: And how important is it for, because obviously a lot of your friends wouldn't have met, Aisin. Yeah. So how important is it for you that they mention his name? So important. And everybody that knows me knows that, too. And, Mm. you
1: know, I remember him every day. I remember him coming up to like, you know, anniversaries and things like that. And, you know, I write about him every day and I talk to him and his brothers and sisters, you know, every day. So people don't know what he visually looks like. But as a lot of people have said to me, um, they feel like they knew him, too. You Mm. know, and he really is like a part of our family. Even though he's not here with us, like, you know. I have to say, I follow you on social media. Yeah. Always,
2: always a weird thing to say to someone in real life, but anyway, they I always get really like, oh, you know, no, no, because
1: I feel like, oh, God, I, I no, told you to my phone. You're, it's yeah. great. Um, and that's
2: actually how I found out about your story. Yeah. Because you were vocal about Oshin, and you yeah. were sharing that story. And the power that that has, um, we actually had a request for this very episode. Oh right, um, wow! <laughs> and it actually happened at the very same time as when I started following you. Okay, And it all sort I was, but people, there were people saying how you know this to a lot of people, this is probably the most unimaginable thing that could happen to yeah. them. Yeah. Because pregnancy is such a hopeful time, for it to be the complete opposite and for it mm. to go in a way you don't you totally don't expect. Um, do you get responses from people now that you're sharing this story? reaching out to you and saying that it's helped them
1: almost every day almost every day I get a private message or direct message into my Instagram and sometimes by email um from women who have suffered the same or are going through it I even get messages from people whose friends have gone through and they're not sure how to deal with this family members like I will get that yeah I get Mm. three to four messages every week from that and I really sometimes when I see a really long big message coming in and I'm really busy with the kids I'm like I'm not going to read it right now because I want to give that person Mm. the time that I'm going to take to read that message because I'm going to totally empathize with them and I want to give them the time to respond Mm. to because that's the whole idea why I started up the blog and social media and all that was because I felt so alone. Mm. There's a lot of people that don't know somebody that's been through it Mm. and they kind of suffer in silence because they don't know who to talk to and then it's hard for them and if they see somebody that's openly talking about it like me and a couple of other people um in the irish kind of social media area they feel there's hope for the future first Mm. of all Mm. and they feel that you know look this person's gone through and by the way they're talking that's what i'm feeling that's the emotion i have and i can connect with that person yeah yeah so yeah all the time i get messages Mm. like that yeah Mm.
3: yeah Miscarriage obviously Mm. is a different thing, but it's still as traumatic. Yeah. Um, And actually, Andrea Cor has been speaking recently about her experience, and that sort of I've just been watching that story and the reaction to it, and how so many people are coming forward because it it affects so many, so many women and men, because the men are involved too. Do you think this is a conversation that needs to be opened up more? Do you think we need to be more open about it? Do you think there should be more support for people and especially from maybe workplaces? I have to say, just talking about workplaces, my workplace at the time were absolutely amazing.
1: Mm. And they'd never dealt with anything like that before, but they handled it really, really amazingly. And about opening up the conversation. I think we're I think we're getting there. I think, you know, there's so many people being open and. You know, I wrote a post last week for Baby Loss Awareness Day last week. And I just, I always just think about those women 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago who went through what I went through and were told by the hospitals to go home, get on with life, forget about it. They didn't even see their baby. They would no mementos. I have a box full of mementos that I got mm. from the hospital because they have organizations that they deal with, like PhalaCon within the maternity hospitals Um, and I think we're just becoming a much more compassionate and open society compared to what we were that long ago and that's why I do it, is because I know you know some of my parents (laughs) friends that lost babies and stuff like that and They were just treated so badly and that really upsets me to know that I was Mm -hmm. actually treated really well Mm -hmm. in the hospital. They have a full-on bereavement team now to help you, to help women with ectopic miscarriages, stillbirths, neonatal deaths. You know, most of the... I I can only speak for the Rotunda because that's where I've had my babies, but you know, I'm still in contact with them. There's a remembrance service now every year in November. Um, So that'll be on the 17th of November this Mm. year in the Pro Cathedral. And they just put so much effort into it. And they don't, it's like they don't, they want every baby to be remembered, Mm. you know. um. And yeah, just even in regards to miscarriage as well. I mean, I had an ectopic pregnancy before I had Kyla, mm. um, which happened at 10, between 10 and 11 weeks. And um, so I'd kind of been through that early pregnancy mm. loss as well. um, And that being my first pregnancy yeah, after years of trying very, yeah. was really, really hard to deal yeah. with, oh, yeah. you know. But I got pregnant within 10 weeks after having okay. the ectopic pregnancy with Kyla. Again, obviously I was very nervous mm. with that pregnancy Do you too? find
3: that that's, that's a common theme now, with every baby. there's yeah. this, like until the baby's out. Until
1: the baby is out. Yeah. yeah until you're holding that baby. Because
3: I was always like that you know? anyway. Yeah. Well, see, that's <laughs> so it. I, I was just going to say, I think
1: most pregnant women are like mm. that anyway. You get to the 12 week stage. Everything in between is fine. And then towards the end, you just start to get really nervous and you just, yeah. you're just just anticipating and holding your baby like, you know. And I have to say, when I got pregnant with Senan after losing Oshin, I was pregnant again within 10, 12 weeks. For somebody who couldn't get pregnant for years, I was like, (laughs) all of a sudden, the most fertile woman in Ireland. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, like that was a really like I was in every week up until 24 weeks, every week getting a scan. I'm a really hopeful and positive person by nature anyway. But I just needed reassurance Mm. because I just, as I said, I've always been a positive person. So I've gone through life with that kind of glasses half full Mm. type thing. But then I'd have the glass half empty because yeah. after losing Oshin, I knew things can happen in a heartbeat. Um, but I did. I really, I really was hopeful all the way through, like mm. that I was going to be holding Senan at the very end. And how did you it know? feel to hold him? Oh, my God. I'm probably going to get emotional again. <laughs> he literally just came out and crawled up onto <laughs> me and knew that he was, I was waiting that long to get that cuddle in. Mm. Like, you know, it was so amazing. Mm. So amazing.
3: Yeah. Is that. I mean, obviously, it's Senna and Ava. And so that must bring back a lot of the pain as well, though, of losing us. It
1: does. But it also brings a
3: lot of hope for the future. Mm -hmm. I
1: kind of have to think like that, you know. Um, I think that he is looking over us and he's our little guardian angel. And I knew in the deep down depths of my heart that I would be holding these babies because I had a Mm -hmm. nice watchful eye over me, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, no. I feel like he was meant to be like my little guardian angel and you know every year on his birthday we go down to our local beach and we do the balloons up to Mm. the sky and it's really great for the kids actually for Kyla and Senna now really important it's really important that they have him up there Kyla's at that age now where she's like she just, she's, she's got a friend called Oshin as well. So she kind of gets confused between yeah. the friend and the brother. And she often says to her friend Oshin, Do you live in the sky, in <laughs> yeah. heaven? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, She'll eventually, yeah. I yeah. keep talking to her about yeah. it because she But it's really important it. that yeah. they grow up. Yeah, their exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That they have a little guardian angel looking over them. <laughs> Thank you so much.
3: Thank no you. Problem.